All right, listen, guys, I get it. Many of you are unable to financially support this ministry because you're spending your cash and your lives on raising young children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Praise God for you and that endeavor. However, algorithms are a thing. Shadow banning, sadly, is a thing. And one major way that you can help to expand the reach and effectiveness of this ministry that doesn't cost you a dime is by spending just a few moments leaving us a five-star review. Also, perhaps even more effective than that, you can share our podcast with a friend. We hope you'll take the time to do so. Thank you so much. God bless. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Now, for some context, when this messianic prophecy came to the nation-state of Israel, At the time of Jesus' birth, the nation of Israel was asking God for salvation. For them, salvation meant liberation from the rule of the Romans. In order to receive this salvation, they needed a deliverer, a savior. Now, the savior that they asked for was a warrior dressed for battle. But the Savior they received was a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. They wanted the fierce lion, but what they needed was the sacrificial lamb. Israel thought that the Savior who would come to them, the Messianic Christ, that he would deliver them in a political, earthly sense from the oppressive rule of tyrants in Rome. Now, we often hear about this in the evangelical church and say, Israel missed it. They were wrong. But that's not entirely true. Israel, despite all their faults and all their unbelief, Israel didn't pull this understanding, this interpretation of the coming of the Messiah out of thin air. The fact that they interpreted and understood the coming of the Messiah with liberation, earthly, temporal liberation from oppressors, that tyrannical governments, human governments, would be overthrown, and that a righteous government founded upon, resting on the shoulders of Christ, this deliverer, that that would increase and fill the whole earth. A righteous government that is built upon the standard of God's law. The fact that they thought this is because the Bible teaches this. The Old Testament taught this. This is the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9. We look back at Israel with a sense of self-righteousness and superiority. Oh, Israel, they're so temporal. They're so materialistic. Oh, Republicans, so materialistic, commercializing Christmas, all about... Well, here's the deal. You can overdo Christmas with materialism and commercialization. But let me just say this. Uh, The commercialization of Christmas, at least in some sense, despite its faults, at least in some sense, what it says is that that is a culture and a nation that has been at some level, and profoundly so, I might add, Christianized. I can't go into a restaurant without hearing glory to the newborn king. If you're a singer and you hate Jesus... Guess what you're going to be doing at Christmas time? You're going to be singing about bowing down to Jesus. 
whether you like it or not. If you want a career in music, Josh Groban, eat your heart out. You're going to be singing glory to the newborn king, whether you like it or not. Because Jesus is a king. And kings have authority. And kings of kings, the one true king, their governments increase. A lot of times we're tempted to think, man, things are just getting worse and worse and worse. Well, the math is real simple on this one. 2,000 years ago, the followers of Christ were 12. And today, those who profess Christ, albeit not all of them necessarily truly regenerate, only God knows. Man looks at the outward appearance. God alone sees the heart. But still, those who profess Christ are, are close to 3 billion. 3 billion. The idea of case law. Uh, the ministry and accomplishments of King Alfred. And how that became common law in England. And how that was then used by the Congregationalists, the Covenanters, and the Founders, Puritans, and the 13 colonies. How that then influenced the Founders of the United States of America. Western tradition. All of this spreading across the globe perfectly? No. Of course not. But you've heard me say many times that Christendom, on its worst day, cannot even come close to putting up the death toll numbers of secularism. Well, we don't want to return to Christendom. What about the Spanish Crusades? Okay. There's some things that if we return to Christendom, we might want to do a little better. Certainly there are failures. But the Spanish Crusades are a picnic in the park compared to 63 million children in the last 49 years murdered in their mother's wombs due to Roe, which just recently was overturned, which really just starts the battle to abolish abortion from one big battle now to 50 individual battles, abolishing abortion in every state. The point is that secularism was always a religion. Neutrality is a myth. Neutrality is a myth. There is no moral neutrality. This is what governments have been established for. And governments are not inherently immoral. They're not wrong. The state is God's idea. It is a divine institution. This is what Romans 13 teaches, that that civil authority has in fact been instituted and positioned by God. But the state exists to be a servant not of itself, but a servant of Christ. Caesar is described as God's deacon. That is, God's servant. He works for God. We often hear or repeat, you know, the, the line of Jesus when he's questioned, is it right to pay taxes? I mean, this is one of those moments where the Israelites are coming to Jesus there's already many rumors. People are thinking he's the guy, he's the deliverer, the promised Messiah from Isaiah chapter 9 who's going to institute a government. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And it will be a government of equity and justice. And the Romans are not being just. Caesar is a tyrant. And Caesar is exacting from us, Israel, oppressive taxation. 
And so they come to Jesus. Is it right? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus essentially answers by saying, it is lawful to pay the tax. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. So Jesus is saying it is right to pay the tax. It is permissible to pay the tax. However, what Jesus did not say is render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And Caesar gets to decide what belongs to Caesar. And Caesar gets to decide what belongs to God. That was never said by Christ. When Jesus says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, Jesus is reaffirming the legitimacy, the validity of earthly governments, civil governments. Civil governments are divinely instituted. Civil governments are legitimate. And it is also, therefore, morally permissible and legitimate for civil governments to tax people. But never did Jesus say that the civil government gets to be an authority unto itself and that it gets to exclusively make the decision of what taxation is moral and appropriate. That was never said by Jesus. And so, when Jesus came to earth, Israel was expecting the lion, not the lamb. They were expecting the king, not the savior. Not the savior, at least, the one who saves the soul from sin. But the the reality of Scripture, what I want us to understand is that Jesus came not as one or the other. It's not as though Israel got it completely wrong. They just got the order of these things wrong. That's what I want you to understand. Jesus did come as king. That's why kings, God sovereignly used a star in the heavens to lead kings to Jesus to bow and worship and to offer him gifts, costly gifts, fitting of a king. That's why Pilate could not help himself, even though he meant it sarcastically. Pilate wrote under the sovereignty of God on the cross, King of the Jews. And he wrote this actually in three languages. He wrote it in Greek, Aramaic, and in Hebrew. As if to say, Jesus' kingship of the Jews, he's uniquely king of the Jews, but his kingship needs to be known and understood around the world. The whole world should know that Christ is king. So Jesus came as the lamb to die, and he came as the lion to conquer. Jesus is savior, and Jesus is Lord. The Bible teaches both. Israel, all that they missed was this. They missed the order. And still to this day, we as Christians, we we miss the order of how God rules, saves and rules the world. Jesus came first and foremost to save people from their sin, to die as a lamb. Because that's the way that Jesus would then be exalted and ascended to the right hand of God to rule as king and change governments and change cultures and change nations and change the world. All right, all right, all right. Stop twisting my arm. I know you want to hear the inside scoop. Here it is, the glorious vision of Right Response Ministries for the first half of next year, 2023. We have not one, not two, but three massive endeavors that we will accomplish by the grace 
of God. The first you already know about. It's our Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference. This is selling out incredibly fast. By the time this commercial airs, you may not even be able to get a ticket. I, I, I really don't know. So don't waste another moment. Go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com to join us for the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference next year. Now, this is where you come in. We need your help. Our next two endeavors are number one, a documentary style film, and number two, a brand new studio. Both of these things are seeking to accomplish one primary goal, which is excellent, high quality, glorious Christian media. We are tired of, of, as Christians, doing things poorly. We've done our best with what we have, but by God's grace, we want to do even better. This is not going to be just another video. This is not going to be a sermon or an interview or a podcast, but we're going to make a documentary style film. And we're going to be hiring Nathan Anderson, the director of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, a very, very successful post-millennialism documentary that's on Amazon and YouTube, came out a couple years ago. He's going to be flying in from Chile to help us direct this film. And our documentary is going to be on postmillennialism and theonomy, why it's biblically valid, why it's absolutely necessary, and why, by the grace of God, theonomy and postmillennialism are currently on the rise. So we're going to make this film, and we need your support. And not just this film, but we're going to make all of our videos and podcasting and everything we do here at Right Response Ministries better. We want to achieve the highest level of quality and Christian excellence that we possibly can. That's where the new studio comes in. This new film, our, our date that we're shooting for is that it would be complete and publicly available in May or June of 2023, next year. The studio, our goal is that it would be completely done in its construction and the equipment and the setup and the stage and everything by January, February of 2023 next year. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. And for those of you who are willing to do so, we need your generous support. You can give towards these endeavors by going to rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Again, that's rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Thank you so much for all your help. God bless. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.